what up? Thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, your boy Ebu. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in, man. Another week, another episode, and I'm here sitting across. Um, second time, I'm getting to to the point where now um, I've interviewed quite different people in a sense, and this is my second author. She look a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. She looks. Are you okay? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, so shout out to Gloria's in the building, uh, and we're here to talk about a book that she wrote, uh, a memoir, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now we're gonna get right into it. Uh, what What is the difference between like a what's a memoir? If you if you could break it down, uh, like, memoir is basically focused on your life experiences. So it's, you could say it's like a journal story, and you put it together. So everything in the book is based on my life mm-hmm. and it's true stories. This is a reflection of me. And yeah. Um, now, is this like, did you like, for example, like growing up, you had a journal where you wrote things down and then it transpired into the book? Is that, is that what it is? Um, majority is basically like thoughts I jot down, poetry. Okay. Um, some of them happened, some of the events in the book happened very recently, like last year. So okay. I added on. And that completed the memoir for now. So. Okay. Um, and I know we jumped right into the book, but I want to take a little bit of step back. And yeah. I want you to, to tell us a little bit uh, about yourself. Because me, when you hit me up um, on Instagram, which mm-hmm. is how we connected, and through uh, me doing a, a podcast episode with Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. Yeah. Uh, I think he had posted it. Maybe this is how you yeah. came across the my podcast. Um, I was looking at it. I was like, I couldn't tell. Where, where are you from? I am... Oh, what's your background, should I say? My father's Nigerian and my mom is Chinese from Hong Kong. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me tell you why this is crazy because I was way off. Yeah. Because I was looking at it, I was like, she looked... I don't know why I thought you were Jamaican. I get that a lot. I was like, she looked Jamaican, but then I couldn't... And based on your Instagram um, handle name, I couldn't really tell... Uh, that's why I was like before he said I was like, oh by the way we didn't even get like what's your name or whatever yeah um, so I couldn't really put you anywhere else now today I was looking at it again because mm-hmm. usually when somebody when I'm about to talk to somebody I'll go through the Instagram just quick yeah. just to get a little bit of a idea what these people are like so I'm looking through and I seen like a Nigerian flag so that threw me all the way I was like what <laughs> what's, what's good so ni- your dad is Nigerian yeah and your mom is Chinese. How did that happen? Do, do you know? The Niagara Falls. They just went to Niagara Falls. They, they met. They, they met at Niagara Falls. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cra- are they still together? Or uh, no, they they weren't. Uh, my father just passed last year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Sorry to hear that. Well, yeah. My condolences. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's what. I, have they talked to you? Any like? Have you been curious about their love story? Like, how does a Nigerian man and Chinese woman get to? I mean, I'm a little curious, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Have you gotten to dig into that at all or no? A little bit, but I know my late father loved Asian women. Oh, so that's the thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that kind of... <laughs> okay. <laughs> for, my, for my mom, it was like, I think it was a whole new experience. Because she had a couple of suitors back home, but she just declined all of them and went for my dad. And so then went like, for their dad. Because I, 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 <laughs> now this is speaking from the outside looking in. It's mm-hmm. like I have a feeling that like Chinese culture, like it's it's like stick to your culture, marry within your culture kind of thing. Um, yeah. How did the, how did your dad bypass all of that? He must have had some crazy game or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, fed her some jollof. I just remember my I just remember my mom's parents were just really mad at her. Like, I can, I mean, <laughs> I, I could kind of, I, I don't know if I can imagine, but I, yeah. but because I always felt that like Chinese was very like a closed circuit yeah. kind of, um, yeah. Um, and I'm not mad at them. I think, mm-hmm. I think for us, um, as African, I think we've been we're open because we've learned early on from different cultures, mm-hmm. so we're very receptive to that growing yeah. up, right? Like you know, we learn about everywhere around the world, and our parents would travel a lot, so they would speak to us about it. Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. That's now we that that was for me. That was something that was my mom was like, I can't. Where's she from? And then I saw the flag and I was like, what? And I couldn't tell what the second flag was. Okay, Clearly, that was a China I need, flag. Yeah. I, I need to step up my geography <laughs> game a little bit. But um, okay, so mm-hmm. where did you grow up? Toronto. Where specifically in Toronto? It was back and forth between Jane Wilson area and like Scarborough, like around Scarborough Town Center. Okay, how was that? How was that growing up? I was always more closer to the Jane Wilson area. I okay. guess with like because um 
because I went to school in Scarborough. Like a lot of the schooling, a lot of like my childhood memories is yeah. also from there. It was only when my dad came back when I was around grade four, like grade four transition into grade five. Mm-hmm. That's when he took me there, and like all my fond memories with him were in Jane. In <laughs> so, Jane, Jane and Wilson. Yeah, Jane Wilson. Yeah. Um, have you ever ch- like have you been uh, to to Nigeria before? Have you had a chance to go? Only as a child, like, like I want to you go know, back not, there. Yeah, yeah, I want to go back there. Nothing that you remember, kind yeah. of. Yeah, same thing with uh, Hong Kong. I just want to go back there again and actually experience. Be like, hey, I've been there. I know what's going on. Yeah. How, what do you think that's gonna be like when you go back uh, or you go back to Nigeria for the first time back? As in, because I, I I was having conversation with my friends. I always say like. All the traveling that I did prior to like probably nineteen, yeah, it's just like it means nothing to me. It's only after that when I started traveling mm-hmm. that I've started to like. Even though a lot of places I've been as a child, it really meant nothing to me until I went as an adult. What, what do you think that's going to be like for you when you go back? As uh, in, for Nigeria or just yeah, go, Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria, it'll be different because it'll be my first time meeting his family. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I only communicate with them through technology okay so just seeing them seeing like my great grandpa's land that mm-hmm. was passed down because uh the land is supposed to be passed down to the firstborn son mm-hmm. but because uh they can't find my half brother pretty much it'll be passed on to me because i dealt with my father's funeral so that okay. honor comes to go to me it goes to you okay yeah so it'll be different <laughs> Um, and, and you've never you've never uh i mean you have obviously you went there you met your grandparents are they, are they still alive or they passed on? No, they... Yeah, I, I think... I, yeah, my grandma was the last grandparent. Okay, to, to be... Okay. Uh, what about if you... When you go to Hong Kong, what do you think... What would be the difference yeah. for you if you think, like, going back to Hong Kong instead um, of Nigeria? Because I'm more... I'm more in tune. I'm more comfortable in my Chinese culture because mm-hmm. I always grew up in it. Mm-hmm. So, I will feel more like home. But also, I... What... Mm, yeah, I think I feel more like home. So, so which yeah. culture do you do you um, do you feel more comfortable with? Chinese. Do you speak Chinese as well? Yeah, Gondong was my first language. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm look, I'm looking at you honestly. And I'm like, okay, we gotta talk about the book, but I, like I'm more because um, obviously like we've never met like in real life or whatever, mm-hmm. and this is the first time. And then when you came in, you were very like I could tell you very quiet, very yeah. Um, <laughs> Yourself, which is fine like I don't I don't that doesn't bother me anything like that but it just um I get intrigued because we come across all different stories which yeah. I mean hence the podcast or whatever so um yeah that's crazy that's crazy um now let's 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 start about the let's talk about the book a little bit um which thank you for bringing me a copy uh and please go ahead and support I will be able to Put it in at the end of the interview as far as where you can copy it and things like that. It's, it it looked like a very short read uh, to get through. What is the so now it's a memoir, but what are some of the stories that you're talking about in here specifically? Oh, some tribulations that I went through in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that I had to learn to overcome, and I'm still learning to overcome. Right. And yeah. Especially there's like one section about death and it's like a very, um, my family, they talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, like my Chinese side, they talk about a lot. Oh my gosh. They talk about a lot. <laughs> and I used you to mean get like they talk about preparing. So like the funeral, what's going to happen after it's like, okay. I don't know. It's like in, I don't know. It's like culturally or just cause I guess from the culture where like they believe in afterlife, like even though like Christians they like, believe in heaven, but I feel like the culture sometimes be like, oh, this, we're just more worried about the family that they'll be okay when we're gone. Right. So growing up, my grandma always talked about it. Always. Like death is coming, prepare yeah, yourself. Yeah, like literally from, as a child, as I as long as I can remember, like three, four years old, I just remember I'm going to teen food though, like heaven, heaven, heaven. And I used to get so annoyed with it until my father's passing. And mm-hmm. until then, I appreciate what my family was doing on my mom's side. How, how different was it from your dad's side to your mom's side? Because I'm guessing mm-hmm. that your mother's side was more open to it, prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they do believe that there's Absolutely. an afterlife mm-hmm. afterwards. Uh, is it the same with your dad's side as well? Uh, or? Yeah, but I, I guess he talked more about the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Like more things that he witnessed growing up in Nigeria and like other places that he traveled to. So like 
that was probably actually in like you know family gadgets family dinners people just talk about their day we literally talked about spirit like we literally talked about like childhood stories like it was right. like no matter what kind of conflict that we're going through that's like the one thing that apparently just meant us together so i was like eh. <laughs> have you have you yourself experienced a lot of death like i, I know you talk about your dad uh, mm-hmm. rest in peace to him but like have you yeah experienced like friends getting shot or anything like that yeah, that one I didn't talk about it is something where I might talk about it later on. Like in person, I'll talk about it. But okay. when it comes to like writing it, I still haven't been able to write it. So yeah. Has it been? Is, is it hard to talk about um, death now for you? Um, I think I talk about it, but to be honest with you, I find society to try to avoid it now, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like more now so than back then. I think back then people were more open, but now they just want to hear positive. So nobody wants to deal with the ugly side of the truth kind of thing. Yeah, maybe because how you feel? um, I won't say that. Like maybe a one on one or like group of like people where we could all trust, we could talk about it. But to like just go outside, I find that a lot of people try to avoid that conversation. So I just don't really bother it. No more so. Yeah. Is the book a way of to kind of startly to start to open yourself up and be more open as far as talking about um, mm-hmm. maybe some of the trauma that you experienced? That how you looking to channel it and yeah, like uh, I used to share these stories more in person, but like it gets it get it does tire you, you know, like especially when you talk about a lot and sometimes it reopens it. Mm-hmm. So with me, like I find the writing helps. And that I could like put that aside and let me go back to like more of my passion and like fiction writing and that kind of stuff. So, um, how how are you mentally now? Like how 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 are you? Mm. Are you feeling good? Are you okay? Cause I mean I get the sense that like I almost scared a little bit to ask. Like not 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 scared, but like I mean like I don't want to be intrusive into your. Yeah. personal personal thing but mm-hmm. how are you mentally how are you feeling mentally now uh i know this month is kind of like rough because it's the one year anniversary for my dad okay so it's like uh <laughs> but other than that i'm okay like i'm actually okay like i i'm open to talk about it so like because i know when people read the book there's a lot of questions like i can tell because mm-hmm. like how they even like interact with me i i see the change yeah and i know they want to ask but they're too scared right. or they're too intimidated or something and i'm like no honestly write it down I have like uh, some pages on the book that has notes. Write it down. Write your thoughts, and then come talk to me because that's the reason why I wrote the book. So we could have we could dialogue, have right? Yeah. Have you have you, uh, have you have you been going to therapy? Like have you have you been to therapy before? Yeah, I have been, and I mean, find like therapy like it's almost like dating. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's all like It's just like I don't okay. like you. I don't trust you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's a new thing because, like, our cultures, we don't really... It's considered, like, oh, my yeah, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, yo, you're crazy. Why are you going... You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like, it's still new to me. Even with me, like, sometimes I have to fight my brains. Like, just go. Just go. How long yeah. you been going? Oh, really recently. Like, probably a year and a half. Okay, like, like, so- like, 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 it was more, like, short section, like sessions. Like, even when I was younger, I went to, like, one, two, but I wasn't feeling the when? person. So, I stopped started going again so it's like i guess it's just finding that person that i could trust right so to open yourself up kind of thing mm-hmm. now you did you you say it's been a year and a half since yeah. you've been going yeah and you mentioned that your dad passed away a year ago so i'm mm-hmm. guessing it's before his passing um yeah. did you start going before he passed away i was kind of like trying to avoid <laughs> the person for it was only like a month and then okay because the last thing they were talking about was to reconciliation and I wasn't like half of me, like I guess, like inside of me, I w- wanted to reconcile. Mm-hmm. But another half is like, do I want to put in the work to reconcile? And then, so like a New Year resolution, the year before was, yo, I gotta do it because you know I just buried my grandma, you know. So like, I'm not trying to do that with my dad without saying anything, and then boom, it happened. So. Is that is is your relationship with your dad? Is that what triggered uh, the? the therapy session or was it things that you've been dealing with your whole life? Like, I'm trying to understand like, what is it that triggered yeah. you? Um, it really all started with my dad. Yeah. I would say with my dad, it affected a lot. 
um, I find like the other things that are happening was that I try to focus on that to mask him. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I realized that. What, what was the hardest thing? Um, what, was your, what was your relationship like with your pops? On and off. It was because um, he wasn't in my... I remember in kindergarten, he was there for me here and there. Mm-hmm. He disappeared. But like we were still emailing. We're still emailing, okay. sending letters to each other. It wasn't until grade f- the summer of grade four to grade five, that's when he actually came. And then he left for another six months. He came back and stayed for me until up to grade nine, the Halloween of grade nine. Okay. And between then, it was like, there was good days. There were not so good days. Uh, near the end, I, I, we actually had a silent treatment for two months. And then I talked to him maybe the last week and a half. And then we sent him off. And that was the last time I ever seen him from him. So, yeah. Oh, so uh, was yeah. he sick? Is that, was that, hmm? was he Pardon? sick? Uh, no, he went to uh, China. He went to China, but he never came back. Wow. And then I, we did, I sent few emails and then we have fallen off. I haven't heard from him for like 10 what did, years. What was, he, what was his pers- purpose of going to China? Was he just up, went to China or anything? Uh, no, he like he was in the medical field. So like he does travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, which was like fine for me. Okay, yeah, but, okay. Yeah, so. uh, growing up, what was your, what, what would your mom tell you um, about your pops? Or like how was she trying to like fill in the gap in terms of your relationship? Mm. Did, did she say anything or you yeah, just... Um, when I used to talk to him on the phone, she always tell, like, when she talks to my grandma in Cantonese, she'll always say, Logon, Logon is husband. So I think that they were married the whole time. It wasn't only, it was until grade six. I don't know. I know I, I just made him mad and he just kind of had like a, he just kind of spilled out everything and I found out they weren't married at all. So I went to my oh, grandma. Okay. <laughs> and then at this point, Shit, my grandma okay. had like, she wasn't having it, so we, I remember we were at McDonald's. We were grabbing groceries. There was a bench by McDonald's that time. We sat down, and she just told me everything. A to Z. And I was like... She's like, yeah. okay. And, what, and <laughs> after you hear, like, what does that make you feel? Like... I've, Did you feel, you felt angry or anything like that? or? Um, it was really new to me because the community I was in... Everyone had their mother, father, right. had family, like, you know, what they say, like, complete family. And it was really new. I was like, you can have me be- without getting married? Say a word. <laughs> <laughs> I was it's just like, I know. <laughs> it's a thing. Like, the only time, like, yeah, I remember there was only one kid in my class that had no dad. And everyone thought that he passed away or he was traveling, working. Right. Like, the single parent thing was really new to me. Very new. Like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> do, do you think that, like, had your parents both been in the household, do you think that mm-hmm. your life would have been different? If my dad stayed from the beginning? Yeah. Because, like, I was happy when he came back, but so much the dynamics changed, right? right? It was, like, someone who was expecting me to be this person, and that's when I'm just like, bro. <laughs> Yo, pops, like you weren't here. You can't just come in here and just and expect just that dictate. you're, you're, yeah, you're like you're not the head, like, you know, like. But then another side is like, oh, like the whole entire traditional man of the house. So I'm like trying to do that, but I just had a little resentment for that because, like, how I know it, my mom was the breadwinner and my grandma was the head of the household. She was the one who was taking care of me, who taking care of like me and my cousins and like all our friends and stuff. Yeah. She was cooking, cleaning. She was like. Yeah, dealing with everything while my mom was bringing, you know, bread to feed us. So I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I grew up in both my parents. They still together. Mm-hmm. They still yeah. married 35 years, whatever it is. But like, you know, like the you don't know what the other side is because you've never experienced it. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, would I be the same? Would I be different mm. uh, without that? I don't like, probably, but like to what extent would that affect me in a sense, right? Yeah. Um, because even sometimes when you have both parents, you still don't have the greatest relationships. Yeah. Right? Like me and my dad, uh, we've we've worked through our relationship. It wasn't the greatest. 
Um, but as time go on, we've started to like mm. to be better. And I think a lot of it comes from like um, like my mom is is in the she's in the middle of both of us. Yeah. So it's like Mel, we both got egos, and nobody wants to come to the table. And then one thing that she said to kind of like that made me want to like try is she was saying like if anything was to happen to me your, you and your dad probably would never be on speaking terms wow which is which is which is true because yeah. honestly like is and maybe it's an African thing where like dads are like left like you know it's like they're they're there protected or whatever mm-hmm. don't really have much interaction with kids even though like it's not the case me and my dad interact but like as I start to grow older I don't know it's just some weird tension going on right yeah so then that's when I started paying attention to it and actually like starting to make an effort um mm-hmm. and then I have a little brother who's 14 which is weird because my little brother has a way different relationship with my pops than I do because him and my pops are like almost best friends and sometimes when I look at it I'm thinking like I feel like it's a lack of what me and him had because I'm the oldest son he trying to like make up for time loss and things like that. So it's interesting when you're talking about like your parents, you finding out they went together and then like, oh, it's a thing. And um, it just made me think a little bit. Now, let's talk a little bit about the book. All right. Um, so you out here what I like to call your book trapping because I see you taking a lot of pictures. Uh, you out here, you're like, you're selling it. You're, you're pushing, you're reaching out, which I could commend you for. How long did it take you to write a book? Five years. Took you five years. For this one. Um, how does one person goes with having your thoughts on a sheet of paper to like to complete... To, I mean, for me, this is incredible. Like, the fact that you could touch the book, this cover, um, you know, it looks... I don't want to say it looks like a... Like, it looks legit. Like, it looks like a book, right? Yeah. How does one go... Talk to me a little bit about the process from the very beginning to like getting a finished product like this. Okay. Um, I was privileged and lucky enough to have like five people who really believed in it, who kept Mm -hmm. pushing me. So one did the editing, one did the format, a few of my friends like gave me their, their artwork. And I was really lucky that like my friend Hayden, Cecilia, uh, Cecilia has a background in uh, freelancing for newspapers, like journalism. Okay. And Hayden, she has her books out already. And so they were helping me format and everything. So, like, I was lucky. The pictures was from friends who really, really believed in me. The only art I, co- I paid for was the cover art, Lily Mason. But the other, the other pictures well, in, from... In, Ce- inside of the book. Yeah, okay. Cecilia, Hayden. Like, Hayden drew the comics. There was some, some photography from my friend Carl. Some sketches were from, like, Martine. A lot the sketches were are at the, like, the deaf section. So they really believed me. They kept pushing. I have few. I have a friend named Yin. Yin was like, "You have to have your story out." And my teacher, my grade eleven teacher, my grade eleven art teacher, she was like, "You have to have your story out. I will make. I'll keep nagging you until you have the story until out." So I'm like, okay. "Okay, I'll do this." There's people who who believe in me. So I had a blog before. I was writing my poetry out, and then a lot of people were like. It'll be so cool to have a, have a physical copy. So I decided, hey, let me just shut down my blog. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I have to get this book out now. <laughs> so I looked at all my writing that I had on the blog, on my books, on my phone. I typed it all out. At that point, I had like a, a theme, a redemption, a tribulation, a redemption theme. So I was like, okay. I have a theme set down. Let me try to see. There's pieces that match with it. I collected it. And then there was life. <laughs> and life, what I, what some piece, some of the pieces made sense when I was 15, 12. Didn't make sense anymore. After a Pacific situation, when I hit 19, 24, didn't make sense. Right. Um, Putting together, I had I went to different workshops and diff- went to different uh, artist residency. So I was just connecting with people. I was just talking to people. I was looking through books and libraries, and like which format do I want? What looks good? What doesn't look good? What like tells my story? And yeah, uh, um, just networking, networking, and just. 
pushing it. And should push it through. Yeah. When somebody um, who 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 prints these out, like is it? Uh, do you submit it and then they print it out for oh, you? Oh no, I'm self-published. So I went to so the first batch, the first batch I went to morning morning start printing. Okay. Yeah, and then the second batch, um, my mentor Spin. Uh, from one like educators he sponsored it and he introduced me to creative eye design I think he's from Saga okay yeah Brampton or Saga so I went to them and yeah you, you guys should check it out yo that, that I mean this this is dope this is dope the reason why it's dope is because even when I look through your Instagram like I'm saying like I see you um it looks like you deliver most of your books or you at least meet up with the people to go, right? Like to go, yeah. just like you did here. And then, uh, and of course, if you listen to the podcast, please make sure you go. It's 20 bucks. It's nothing really, um, you know, not, not the ordinary. And then you're able to to support. How, how has the community been in terms of supporting this project, this book? How have people been? Really, really supportive. Actually, I'm overwhelmed. I did not know really? that. Yeah, I did not know that people would reach out. Even the week that I was supposed to send in, when I was actually waiting for the books to come in, I'm like, I was actually getting worried. I was like, oh my gosh, what happens if nobody buys? <laughs> nobody it? buys it. <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then like, you have a lot of doubts. Like, there's times when like, do people really want to hear my story at all? Like, now people hear about it, but you know when you when you talk to like some people or talk to like people like after the big show or whatever they're like why are they always talking about themselves blah 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 blah. and it's like if you could tell me that yeah. how do I know you're not telling other people that yeah and I'm like mm. <laughs> but I pushed through and yeah do you have any frustration as far for lack of support or are, are you happy with the with what you're gaining so far I'm happy like I always want like I always want to push for more like yeah. I already passed like my goal, right? So let's just. What was your goal? If you if you want to share with us, what was your initial goal? But like you know what, I'm gonna do ten yeah. copies or whatever. Um. Well, the first batch was a hundred. Okay. Well, that's I think like because of like pricing wise, it, like it was more it was. It would make sense. I originally wanted to put maybe print like ten, or even five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably told you, nah, you can't do that. You they just looked at me like, nah. <laughs> that's not works. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, my friend, because my friend Yin was there, and she was like. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like even me when I was doing some merch for my podcast yeah. and I was like, and I reached out to guys, I was like, oh yeah, I want to do like 20 shirts. He was like, nah, like you got to do like 500 at a time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, really? What well, I'm going to do with 500 shirts? But, you know, luckily enough for me, I did, I think I did 150 and 150. I did two batches and, um, most of them are gone and uh, I, I even forgot that I had some left so I stopped giving them out so it's yeah. only um, damn it's crazy so you did you did a batch of 100 sold out you sold out so I'm working on my second batch which is almost sold out so I'm about to say let me start doing the math <laughs> I mean 20 <laughs> I'm doing the math now like maybe I should write a book now this is incredible this is this is good now inside also I've seen that there's a you also do um Cards is that so it? that card I did it at two thousand and trying two thousand seven early two thousand seventeen like late two thousand sixteen early two thousand seventeen that card was supposed to do funding for the book okay so yeah so Trucy Trucy did the design for the rose and mm. inside is a poem I wrote it's a love poem my first ever public love poem. <laughs> That talks I don't know if I can read if if I want to read. I, honestly, I'm just like um, when I even started my journey as a podcast. The the most important thing for me was to highlight stories that are not being talked about, which is incredible. When I first seen you, I could tell there's a story there, hmm. uh, but I just also got to be careful where I poke because I mean, obviously, we're here to empower you and your story, yeah. and not to make you feel. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a therapist. Oh, like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm mean? ready. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, so this yeah. this this right here is amazing, and I can't wait to. Re- this is probably gonna take me about. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that. Make it seem like my reading is that good, but <laughs> I could probably get through it uh, really quick. Um, yeah. Now, what? I, I, right at this moment, are you only selling it? Like, uh, I do. Is it any online? Uh, anywhere online? Not to, yet. Okay. That'll be coming soon, but. 
I am focusing on the physical copies. Okay. So, but the online. So you're come. literally like going door to door and giving it to people. Yeah, like even meeting with meeting up. up, just come to me. I usually. Yeah, I think majority Maybe only one time I haven't had my books on me But other than that I always have my books on me mm-hmm. Just come to me in person I'm And also with, the, with yeah. the showcase That you did uh, with Nathan Where I, I've, I heard you speak But I couldn't tell Like the place yeah. was packed Yeah And I was sitting in the back I heard you when you went up there A little bit um, What are the, some of the questions That people ask you In terms of the book? A lot of, A lot of people are asking Like how do you find the time To do it? You're like a single mom With like three girls How do you do it? Oh time out You got You got <laughs> <laughs> Say hey, what? Surprise! <laughs> you got really free girls. Yeah, in the book that talks. I about mean, it. you because I'm <laughs> this, honestly, this podcast is fuck. I'm like, what? <laughs> Three kids? Because honestly, when I look yeah. at you, I, I, I'm giving you like nineteen, twenty. I'm twenty five, going to turn twenty six in April. Wow, yeah. good genes. <laughs> and now you're telling me you got three kids. Yeah. A young single mother, they're like, uh, like, yeah. There's more like, what do you do when you have doubts? Do you ever, do you ever have doubts? Um, how do you have the time to do it? Yeah, those questions like that. What What is it like? Um, damn, now I'm like, what? <laughs> you're blowing my mind, to be honest with you, because I'm I'm still trying to process what you're telling me and trying yeah. to figure out now what the hell do I ask next and things like that. Three, three. You got three daughters. Mm-hmm. How's how's being a single mom? I have support from the community, and okay. especially my friends and my family. So I don't feel the burn too much. But mm-hmm. of course, there's times when I look at children. Like I could see sometimes my daughters ask me, "What about that?" Especially my eldest. At least because with my other two, at least the dad is still in the picture. But the first one, the the dad is not there. Okay. So. And she knows that the that the one currently is not the biological father. So, yeah. like, no matter how much he tries to be inclusive, you can tell there's like a little difference. Yeah, you know, there's always yeah. difference. There's always gonna be difference. So, it's one of those conversations where it's like deja vu. When I'm asking my mom, like, I could talk to my dad. So I'm thinking my dad is there until that time when I find out they weren't married, and like, I was like, what? Yeah, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, it's. It's something where she can come to me and talk to me about. I do I do look for support, like maybe like professionals or people who have more experience than me, just to talk about it, talk to them about it. And yeah, it's it's getting better. I remember when she was younger, it was like a little bit rough and she would like take it out. But now it's like she's more understanding and that kind of stuff. And she could see like, hey, my mom. How, how old is your oldest? Nine. Okay. Yeah, going to turn 10. At the end of the, this year So yeah Oh so yeah You had him early Early <laughs> Shit <laughs> Early now, early now, like, Yeah I'm like what What's Okay <clears throat> Yeah man Anything that you learn From your parents Relationship That you take And trying to apply As far as um, Your kids And especially with The one that The dad is not around Anything That Is that you, not The end of your journey Yeah when I was younger, I literally thought that was the end of my journey. It was a big shocker because I could see that people were treating me differently back then. I think now it's a little bit more easy because I know there's a lot of like different structures and family settings. But back then it was like, I I get picked on. And plus I'm mixed. So like when they see my mom, they're like, who's this Chinese lady? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like who's this? You look like yeah, this. at least now it's, now it's more easier. And like now the schools are trying to implement that kind of teaching. So yeah. It helps me a lot. And just have that open dialogue. Because I find with my mom, she was so... She's very, like, traditional in a sense where, like, I don't want my kids to know anything that's going on. I'm open for that dialogue. Hey, you know, father and I, it didn't work out. It wasn't... It was better for us to go separate ways than force our, each other to be together and be unhealthy. And, like, those kind of conversations where I do have with my daughter. It's not like something where like I hide even for a young age, because a lot of people like we underestimate the wisdom, the knowledge of children. Children know what's going on. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and they get and they get so frustrated when adults are trying to hide it from them. So they rather go do the playground talks. Yeah, and that's what they. Yeah, I mean, because they can see something's <laughs> wrong, but it's like, but mom is not telling me this, right? Yeah. Um, what was it like being a teenage mom? Oh, from <laughs> having a Nigerian dad, 
Chinese mom. I mean, you got like two of the most strictest culture in my <laughs> like. I mean, you got the best of the best, the two of the best, what? best of both worlds in terms of like how strict the cultures are. And being a teen, a teenage pregnancy, you know, what I mean, what was that like? Do you remember? Well. Well, you know, luckily I got pregnant when my dad left because he'll be a whole different oh, story. Yeah, but he probably sent you to Nigeria or something. <laughs> right? He already tried to figure it out. He'd be like, we're putting you on your plan. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. Even it just sent me straight verge just thinking about possibilities. How scary was that? Like, yo, they, he was trying to t- send me to military school. I was like, huh? <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Did you, did you have, when you found out you had to, t- okay, let, let's, let's even take a step by step. Yeah. Um, what do you remember what you were when you find out do you remember the setting like what was going on like when you get the result and be like i'm 15 and i'm pregnant like do you remember that yo for me i was like i'm keeping it like i was actually willing to go to a shelter i don't know like my mindset was like i'm not getting rid of this child and yeah my fam i was really blessed like i I understand i'm privileged so like my family like my mom and my grandma they're like okay yeah, I really? know. Yeah, like even like uh, when the doctor was talking about the other option, my mom asked me again, "Is this w- where you wanna go? Is this the route?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she, yeah, and she was right by my side when I told the doctor that, because the, the doctor was already explaining the other options, like oh this and that. Because when I found out, I was already four months, five months in, so the clinics can't do it. You had to go to like you had to go to like a private, like hospitals refuse, right? So. Yeah, my mom. My so mom. Like you can't do it in a hospital for five months. I think yeah, around like five months. I think a certain amount is considered like a human life. So like it goes against like the doctor teaching, but like you could go to clinics, like private private clinics, and, and like, then they they yeah. can terminate the yeah. So my mom was like, my mom just made sure I was okay with this. She told it to my grandma. My grandma was like, okay. Um, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, it was myself mom grandma and my grandma's sister like later on like when she went to hong kong because that year they went to hong kong my grandma went to hong kong and because my mom and i were supposed to go to hong kong with them but because i got pregnant you couldn't go okay. they, yeah they stayed back my mom stayed back with me and uh what was it like in school like did you have to stop school did you have to like temporarily stay home until what was that like as so far as school, like? because i was 16 i'm Technically, it's not legal for me to not be, like no, because I got pregnant at fifteen. Mm-hmm. So it was I got the month. So it was like what a few months before my birth, my sixteenth birthday. Right. So I think they said like I think, I think with fifth anything under sixteen, or like under eighteen, you have to be in school, or else your parents actually get into legal trouble. So what happened was. At that time, like, I guess my hormones were, like, going all haywire, and I didn't know what's going on. Like, I was getting to, like, fights, and, like, I was just, like, arguing on that, because usually I'm, like, the quiet person, but, like, I was really tempered, actually. I was getting into, like, a lot of trouble. So when they find out that, uh, when they found out, my mom told the vice principal for me. Like, I stayed at home. I stopped going to school, because we found out at, like, around March break. So then, when we, so coming back from March break after that big fight, and I found I found out, I was like, nah, I'm not going to school. Cause my mom asked me like, you want to go? No. So she told the vice principal. They sent in like I guess one of the educator specialists, whatever from the school board, and they put me. In, they said that uh, because you you have to be in school, uh, they put me into um, what's the place called? like a school for mothers, Rosedale, Rosedale, okay. yeah, Rosedale. The school for mothers so I just but like teen, teenagers that are yeah. pregnant like everybody in there kind of okay yeah so I so I just got like two of the half credits because half, half credits was like politics and career something like that so I, I got that and did some of my math credit there I after that I went to another alternative school where I found my grade like the, the great the art teacher at um, an alternative school which was it was a new it was a new type of Type of school, I was like, um, it was academics, only academics. And luckily, I had like academics, so I was eligible, and also, plus, I was, I was pregnant, I was eligible to go there. So, yeah, it's pretty much like that. 
Yo, if this shit is not fucking me up, like, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's so weird. Everywhere. Like I said, I felt it. Like, it, yeah. And I'm not even making this up. Like, I truly yeah. felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, you gravitate whatever you gravitate towards. But like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's it's great. So did you, after, after you had the kid, you stayed home, obviously. Did you end up, did you completely drop out of school? Went back and got your DD? Or how did you comp- uh, finish high school? No, I got my high school diploma. Okay. Yeah, I got my high school diploma. I was. So shout outs to you, yeah, man, for, no, for, for pulling through. No, this is this is because yeah. sometimes, you know, unfortunate. I don't even know if it's unfortunate, but things happen. And yeah. They completely take you off whatever yeah. path you're on, and then it's it's hard to get back on, even to the closest thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. So shout outs to you if you you turned around, you got a book out of. Now, do you talk about these things in the book, like the the, the teenage pregnancy and or no? Where does a Those book start pieces. in terms of being an artist? Being an author. Yeah, and acknowledgments. Like I have like a few pages in the acknowledgments. Um, there's a poem, sixteen and pregnant. She just fits right into statistics. Got taxpayers mad. There was like a piece there. I think it was like in um, was it affirmation. It was like, okay. It was, near, it was near the end. It's in there. Reflection. Okay. I think it was reflection piece. Yeah. Uh, now the on the cover art it says, I might I'm probably gonna butcher this, but um, King King Sui memoir. Kinsugi. Kinsugi. Got to close. I'm eighty um, percent. What does that mean? What does that word mean? So Kinsugi is a Japanese art of repairing broken pottery. Okay. Yes, and it signifies that even in our brokenness there is beauty, and it highlights the brokenness because each so. Pretend like that cup. You break it. What's the first thing you're gonna do? Throw it out. Right. So, in Japan, they take it to the potter and they use like gold, silver lining, and they put the pieces together. And each fragment represents part of your story. When you put it together, together, it makes a like a renew like this this awesome person. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's broken, but you yeah. see, you kind of okay. Mm-hmm. That is true. We throw everything away in this part of the world. Like uh, it's yeah. crazy to me. Okay, so that's what Kinsugi. 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 Yeah, there you go. Kinsugi, there you go. Uh, that's what it means. Okay. Um, anything that I haven't asked you that we missed on? Anything that you want to let the world know? Something that's on your chest? Anything? Your art will save lives. Okay, this which, yeah. which is what it says on the back of the book. Our art will forever save lives. Like, as artists, we sometimes we don't know how impactful it is mm-hmm. especially the pieces that we're scared to let out the pieces that we're comfortable with is impactful too yeah but i find like the pieces that we try to hide or have the most doubt they will be the most impactful because especially in a society where we like to sugarcoat these days we like to sugarcoat we like to f- fake it till we make it yeah kind of like thing. maybe because like i know back then everyone's about the real 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 and then i guess everyone just got fed up it's like oh my gosh being and, real is hard sometimes especially when yeah. it's not the, the the truth yeah do you do, do you have um do you have issues with social media like are you one of those that look at social media like fuck this i can't stand it you know mm. what i mean or do you embrace it for what it does with me i find that um Social media is not your life. Right. Um, I have no like problem. Like, I mean, I just like if people want to post because it's their social media. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be just if someone coming at me before I post, I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why you do that? Okay. Yeah, they're gonna follow me. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But um, no. Uh, social media because it's only really the book that I really pushed it like that. Before yeah. I was just like. Nah. <laughs> I mean, which is true because I I I did go through your social because yeah. I couldn't really. Mm-hmm. Um, and those listening, I mean, this conversation I didn't have anything written down. This is completely organic, which I love because it the conversation um, dictates the podcast or whatever it was. So I went on it. All I really seen was you taking pictures with a lot of people, just yeah. buying your book, and but it was nothing else outside of that kind of thing. Um, so social media is. Thoroughly it's, about the book. Yeah, like you have to go like, like I'm gonna bring it back, but if you go like way, way back, like in the beginning, because I only had um, Instagram like 2016, and that's because like people were just nagging me. You have to do it as if you want this book. To yeah, be if good. you want the book, yeah. So then 
the, like I had a section talking about like gardening and stuff, which I'm gonna bring it back. But other than that, when it comes to like social justice and stuff, I do that in person. I don't really like like I, sometimes I, like you see me spread awareness, but I'm not gonna have like a whole entire like spiel about it. Yeah, you like know, that. it's yeah. not calculated. You do it from the heart, kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, like I'm glad people spread awareness. And I really hope people take action with it too, right? Yeah. So with that, I don't have too much to say because like there's also there was always going to be like people's opinions that become yeah. news, and then it's like ah. <laughs> say this, I mean, for, for sure. Um, I mean, for me, it's it's I don't social media is good to me because mm-hmm. I don't know for whatever reason. Yeah. It's not penetrated or affected me as a person. Yeah. And then I try not to. I, like I, I literally try not to now with the podcast I kind of I, I don't even want to say I have to because even I like when it. I when I do it like it's it's, a, it's like you know what's crazy is a lot of people will see a movement will like your movement but will never acknowledge it online yeah. and then when they see you it's like yo my oh my god yo I listen and which is weird to me but I prefer that better mm-hmm. um than anything else and sometimes so you can tell when somebody is not genuine about the action kind of thing and yeah. we've now made social media the standard thing or whatever it is which is crazy um, there's a movie called The American Mim have you seen it on Netflix no no I don't Netflix no <laughs> you gotta be the only person I don't even have a microwave at home hey no <laughs> stove Why? Do, 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 stove do, just the stove that's I not heard, food <laughs> I, I heard that like yeah. uh, the microwave obviously is, it's not good for you right because mm-hmm. the radiation is that why you don't have a microwave oh no I just don't like microwave I just like to be in the stove Okay. Yeah, so it's like, oh. So you out here being so woke like without without <laughs> even going. <laughs> and no Netflix. No Netflix. Yeah, I get, you know. Do you, do you have something against uh watching oh. TV or you just Oh, like I do watch it's just that maybe the cable just traumatized me cuz I remember there was a lot of variety in shows but now I look at it even Discovery History Channel has reality shows and I'm looking at it I'm like why? And you don't like that at all. That I, I, no, I watched reality shows back then. I okay. was like watching like but it's just like nowadays it's just like ugh. <laughs> why why is there a reality show but people catching crabs which I, I mean I want to know about their lives too maybe I want to catch crabs but it's just like when everything about I remember Discovery Channels but Discovery Channel yeah, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> my, like, my, my big yeah. thing now is watching animal um, D- documentaries animal like, documentaries uh, as you can see I have this big TV here yeah and then on Netflix they got like 4K content It look, it looks incredible so I can sit there and just I don't know I feel at peace I don't want because mm-hmm. animals don't talk it's big whatever it is yeah. so I realized that like, that shit like it's almost like I, ther- for me it's therapeutic like watching that is like made me forget about everything else going on in the world and uh, so do you watch TV at all like are you a TV person or no you know I find I'm f- I'm more watching documentaries on the computer and phone like I have yeah. to like look back like like walking with dinosaurs or like the documentary about like Greece, Rome, Egypt, China. Like I have to like look now. I can't just look in the TV and be like, hey, huh? Like even even the ghost, even about talking about ghosts. Back then they were like talking about like creepy candle and stuff. I used to like watching that, but now it's reality shows. Listen, man, you. you- <laughs> No, you know what? I, I kind of envy you a little bit because the, pro- the problem with the world is once you connect, it's hard to deconnect. Yeah. Right. And with you, I feel like because you haven't been connected, it, you don't you don't care about it. It's like telling my dad about social media. He doesn't. He could care less about social media, right? Because yeah. he's never. That's not his thing. So like, he doesn't even know what other people are suffering from. Mm. Right, and I be telling my. Funny enough, the other day I'm going through my little brother's phone. I was like, "Yo, let me see how much time you spend on the phone." Because iPhone now they yeah. got this little thing, you could track it. This guy literally spends nine hours on this phone per mm. day. And I, and I looked at him like, "Yo, do you know this is a full time job? Like you are on your phone nine hours out of the day, minus the ten hours that you sleep. Like you're on your phone every second, and yeah. then he's trying to like." Now, every couple of days, I'll be like, yo, let me see how long you've been on the phone this week. And he's trying to, like, hide it. But I told him, listen, you are in trouble. Yeah. Now, when I look at my, I'm, I think I spent three hours less than him. No, no. I was around, like, four and a half, five hours. Okay. But even that, I felt like it was too much. Uh, and But I was proud of myself because this was also during the holidays. Yeah. Where I told myself I would spend a lot less time um, on my phone and things like that. 
But the fact that you don't even got Netflix, man, I'm, I'm always <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it's really I, interesting I, I, when you go into the trails. You should go to the trails. It's actually funny when you see like animals act up. It's 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 a thing. No, I'm telling you, the squirrels, oh, squirrels, oh my god, Toronto you like squirrels? squirrels. Nah, I mean, I, I love them, but <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole story about it. But no, I'm telling you, these squirrels in Toronto. I, don't, I hope Brampton squirrels are not as vicious as Toronto squirrels. No, I don't even see. I could be, as you can see, I could be down here for 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 um, for days at a time. But obviously today I'm gonna go out and things like that. But yeah, like spent like I find like maybe people here should really. I'm telling you, nature is really entertaining. Yeah, like some of these animals are really entertaining. I believe you. I believe you. Um, well, thanks again for coming yeah. through. Um, did we forget anything? Please, please, uh, City of Toronto, because obviously there's nowhere to purchase it online. Uh, City of Toronto, if you're listening Yo, to GTA this. GTA 2. Uh, GTA, Brampton. Yeah. Listen, she came to Brampton. She delivered my book. And I am glad to support um, great things. And I, and I bought the book. And um, please, 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 if you care about people with real stories, uh, you want to pull up. And hit her up on um, on Insta- Instagram. A King... Sh- oh, I forgot. A King Shui. Kinsugi. Kinsugi. Yeah. Memoir by <laughs> Gloria Okoye. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I should have known how to say that. I said it the white people way. But no. uh, for, <laughs> for those who's looking to get in touch with you, please give us your uh, your Instagram and uh, where they can contact you. You know what? I really should change my Instagram. But anyway, uh, it's g.l.l underscore g-l-o-w-z or you can message me in the other one a-u-t-h-o-r underscore g-l-o-w-z the one with the dots that i mean i don't know if i can remember that one yeah so just just the second one <laughs> my, my, my instagram used to also be like something crazy i changed it recently to make yeah. it easier yeah. uh, but of course once i post the episode i'll tag you in it so if you're yeah. following my page mr activate it or uh, activated podcast i'll be sure to tag you in it and then um you know give you as much support as we can in terms of that anything Thank else you. that we forget Yo, come to me in person. I don't bite. Like we could talk. <laughs> she is. She yeah. she she was very I was a little nervous. For once in my I was like, you want tea? She's like, no. You want water? No. She was just <laughs> like, no, let's get down to business. But again, I appreciate you coming up and uh sharing your story with us. Uh Thank you. and uh, uh I, I mean I, I wish you much success and you. for you to whatever your true happiness is for you to be able to find that. All right, so for those listening in, thanks again for tuning in. This is Deactivated Podcast, your boy Ebo, and you've officially been activated. Peace. <laughs>